underneath John's joints and you can guess those songs if you'd like something I've noticed about John lately is I don't, can't quite put my finger on it but you seem to be there's a look of relief to your face like when you're walking around where I maybe would have previously seen a look of discomfort or unease you seem to be carrying yourself with a certain air of chafe free comfort John why is that well when you're a man and you've lived the life of a man who has an unkempt undercarriage, you know, and the thighs are rubbing, there's moisture, there's maybe even, I hate to say, musk. When you finally find the thing that can treat that, it will change your life. And that's what I found with Chassis. We're talking man care for down there. Forget everything you ever thought you knew about treating chafe and keeping your under region dry, fresh, and clean because Chassis has changed the game. They've got an entire line of products, whether it's the Ice Max powder, the premium powder, or let me tell you this. I used this this morning. Shower primer. You, a special shower primer just for the manly undercarriage. You get out of the shower, you hit the restoration cream, and then boom, bam, a little Ice Max powder right up underneath before you go. And even if you're, I'm going to be honest, I've said it many times in the last week, now I sit here, you know, I, so I'm not moving around as much. But even if you're doing just that, there is something so nice about having a dry, fresh under area if you're a man. There's a lot of things working down there. and You want to keep it fresh. Check out all of their products at ChassisForMen.com. That's C-H-A-S-S-I-S for Men.com. It's the official hot jobber chafe relief of Drew Grabo Live. That's the thing. It has so many. I mean, the, the science that went into creating this, it's got hydro shield technology, odor block. The smell is just delightful. No harsh chemicals. And they offer a 30-day comfort guarantee. So if you buy this product and you go, John lied to me, which isn't going to happen, um, they, they've got a guarantee. So check it out. Chassisformen.com. So last night was an exciting night for the Buccaneers. It was, it was kind of crazy. Uh, I, I realized it, but you didn't really realize how cool it was that the Buccaneers weren't picking immediately, which for the last few years, uh, many years, the Buccaneers are picking right off the bat. Here, you had to be all you know up until almost midnight to, uh, to, to see the Bucs pick. And what they did pick was outside linebacker Joe Tryon. And let me drop a few, uh, a few little tidbits about the newest member of the Buccaneers. He was college teammates with the Bucs nose tackle Vita Vea. The pair overlapped for one year at the University of Washington in 2017. It was Vita's last year with the program before he was taken by the Bucs at the 12th overall spot in the 2018 draft. He is a native of outside Seattle, Washington. Uh, Tryon grew up in Renton, Washington, and didn't go far for college. He was the North Puget Sound League Defensive Lineman of the Year in Seattle Times All-State in 2016. He played basketball and baseball in high school while playing defensive end and tight end all four years. And this was something I did not know until uh, earlier this morning. He opted out of the 2020 season. 
Tryon was one of the players that opted out of the unconventional 2020 college season. He declared for the draft at the end of August, foregoing his final two years of eligibility. He then spent the last eight months training for the draft at Washington's Pro Day. He ran a 4-5 40-yard dash, which is pretty damn impressive mm-hmm. for his size. And uh, here is uh, here is GM Jason Light talking about the Buccaneers' newest acquisition. Uh, we talked to a lot of people there. Um so we felt very comfortable with what we had, um, the information that we had. It, it wasn't really a, um, it was, you couldn't find anything negative uh, about Joe as a, as a person. And he's another quality person to add to this locker room um, that's going to add and not take away. So we're, uh, we were very comfortable with all the legwork that our scouts did and, and our coaches um, is they, they do a phenomenal job. And what a cool feeling it's got to be as the GM and the management and everybody who goes into making these decisions that you've got the draft, but you know that your immediate future is not hinging on the draft. You look at teams like Chicago who took Justin Fields and you go, they need this guy to be the franchise immediately. And, yeah. and it's just, and we've been that way forever with needing guys that have to make an impact immediately and not saying that this guy can't, but he's going to have the opportunity, you know, to sit behind a JPP and a Shaq Barrett and hone his craft, get better. And then when those guys step aside, whenever it is, he'll be ready to go. It's a pretty damn cool feeling. It really is. I wish I had been a Bucks fan for longer so I could appreciate this even more. Yeah. So they did something last night called the draft-a-thon. It seems like it was a kind of a, just an online zoom style, uh, celebrity, Everybody comes in and out uh, type thing. Some of the people that were there were Michael Strahan, Deion Sanders, Mark Wahlberg, Tom Brady. So I've got a couple clips because Tom, Tampa Tom, was in rare form. Now, I've got a, the first clip. People talk over each other, so you got to kind of get past that for a second. But listen to the to the absolute mic drop moment that our beloved Tom Brady drops on the little guy, Kevin Hart. I mean, welcome. You know, a guy with as many Super Bowl rings as oh, God. Don't even say his name. Oh. You know who it is. I know Mr. That's what Michael. Michael. Mr. Perfect Chin himself. Look at him. Look at Mr. Look at Mr. Look at Mr. Look at Mr. I know that he's been wearing a lot of stripes lately. Thanks, man. I'm in Florida. Yeah. Slimming. Thank you. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? stripes, Tom. I love that Kevin's here. We couldn't get the rock, so Kev got the show. <laughs> I love it. You, you, you gotta love. You gotta love that side of uh, Tom Brady. But this is the good stuff. That's funny. But this is the good stuff, and I don't know if we should be reading into it too much. So they've got all the squares. It's Kevin Hart. It's Tom. It's Mark Wahlberg. It's Strahan. It's it's prime time. And and then pops in Julian Edelman. Oh, and and Tom had uh, like I said they. I don't know how you do it without talking over each other. So there's a bit of them talking over each other. But listen what Tom has to say in regards to Julian Edelman retiring in New England. Okay. Yep. I'm cursed. Gonna I'm on a two-day curse. Yeah. I will say, I'm, gonna, I'm letting this roll, and hopefully it's going to start playing because i got a little wheel of death that's spinning. Mark Wahlberg has the creepiest mustache. Have you seen him? Uh-uh. He must be filming something. Uh, he must be filming something <laughs> because his mustache is about as creepy as humanly possible, which he can pull off a lot. Long hair, weird mustache. Somebody call him. 
whenever you're ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's fine. Okay, I'm just everything's fine. Okay. Nothing to worry about here. No, no, just right here. Yeah. Oh, here. Well, the hype is real. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I want you to get a good look at the people that you said are your friends. Look at Dion's jacket and Michael's shirt, and then look at so, <laughs> look so at Edelman just popped up on the screen. Got Mark's it. hair. It's not that good looking of a group. All right, Tom. Not that good looking of a group. I like oh, Mark's God. mustache. How many? Oh. You have to be really confident to pull that off. I love everything about Tom, but I cannot believe he let his guy retire without taking a shot at him to come to Tampa. I just want to hey, see one more pass, man. Just we know, we know, we know Julian didn't retire. Let's be yeah. honest. He just, he's just, he's just too scared to... He's too scared to tell Bill he wanted to come to the Tampa. Guys, guys, is Julian Fools or is his hair stuck like that? I'm in there. No, he's just too scared to tell Bill he wants to come to Tampa. I've been there. Is that just busting balls or are we going to see Julian Edelman in Tampa? 50-50. I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, what a cool thing to say. It is just a cool thing to say, even to put it out into the universe. I just... It's just weird when you see guys get the ultimate send-off. Like, he got the ultimate send-off from New England. They did the videos. Yeah. He's retiring. It um, As much as I would love just the vibe of him being here, there's still an underlying uh, bit of that's kind of messed up to, to let them believe that you're retiring just to come down to Tampa. No question. But we'd love to have you, Julian, anytime. For sure. And by the way, what a cluster bang of a of a broad, broadcast that must have been. It really, and there was, it was worse than that at yeah. times because there were people coming in and out, and I guess you oh. probably just accept... Uh, um, man, while we're talking of, of cluster Fs, so I was watching a bit of uh, Stephen Che's uh, senior draft analyst with Barstool yeah. Sports last night. Dude, they did our boy so, 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 so dirty. Oh, no. So he somehow believed that he had an inside scoop inside um, a, a war room and of in the NFL. Oh, all so right. I think it was the third or fourth pick. He believed he had a scoop on the pick that was coming. So he was very confident and in, in, in was pushing it out there as if it was fact. And it turned out that it was an inside job from Barstool. Big Cat, who's another big personality, was actually doing it the whole time, feeding him false information. Oh. And it really, my heart hurt for Stephen Che oh. last night. Very, very sad. Poor guy. Uh, Joe Rogan, I guess you could say he's walking his comments back mm. about the vaccine. On Thursday's mm. episode of his podcast, a snippet of which was posted on YouTube, Rogan brought up the now White House, uh, of how the White House, including Dr. Fauci, addressed and disagreed with his comments. He went on to say, I'm not an anti-vax person. In fact, I said I believe that they're safe and I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. I just don't think if you were a young, healthy person, you need it. Their argument was you need it for other people, but that's a different argument. That's a different conversation. And then he went on to pretty much say, I'm not a respected source of information. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a respected source of it for information, even for me. I mean, does that, does that make it any better? Does that make it any worse? Uh, I don't, if he, if he cloaked himself in credibility, it will be worse, but I, I don't think Joe Rogan, strives for credibility. I don't think he's, um, you know, he's a comedian, like you said. Right. And, and I mean, I don't know where people who, who think that, because we walk a fine line here. I think we walk a very fine line. I think the conversations we have about vaccines are far more open than you can find in a lot of other places. 
he probably shouldn't have shot off his mouth in the first place, if well, we're being honest. But, but I'm saying, in comparison to us, we have conversations. Have we said worse things oh, yes. about vaccines than yes, Joe Rogan no said? Question. So I'm, I'm just saying. Well, I not think, worse, but. Well, I'm, we're talking about vaccines in ways that other large outlets are not talking about vaccines. Right. So just where does that responsibility of having open dialogue, mm. sharing opinions, and then being reckless, where are those lines drawn now? When you have a large and rapidly devoted audience, you have more accountability, I guess. If we were big like Joe Rogan, we'd probably get in trouble. I guess. I guess. But, I mean, what's, what's big? Is number know. one in Tampa Bay not big? That's big. I would think so. That's big. Uh, well, if you are fully vaccinated, uh, you're one step closer to freedom. Fully vaccinated individuals in Florida should no longer be told to wear masks or avoid large crowds. That's coming from Florida Surgeon General Scott Rivkes. On Thursday, the three-page advisory said the new guidelines are a result of tremendous steps taken by the state to vaccinate nearly 9 million individuals. As of Thursday, the State Department of Health reported 8.7 million Floridians had received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccination. More than 6 million are fully vaccinated. So I think it's just going to be step-by-step. Some of the new uh, bullet points. Fully vaccinated individuals should no longer be advised to wear face coverings or avoid social and recreational gatherings except in limited circumstances. State government offices should be conducting in-person operations to carry out their duties and better serve Floridians. Vaccination administration should provide a COVID-19 vaccine to any eligible individual who is a Florida resident. So... It's also odd when you start telling people specifically in Florida they don't have to wear a mask if they're vaccinated when the state is actively pushing back against vaccine passports. So if you're going to tell people that are vaccinated they don't have to wear masks, but then you're also going to tell people they don't have to prove they've had a vaccine, you are pretty much telling everybody they don't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. For the most part. It's, it's the same. This is a weird analogy, but it's the same. We've got this weird law with weed in Florida right now where you can have hemp plants. You can have hemp, but THC is still technically illegal, but they don't have the technology to find out whether or not it's hemp or it's straight up THC. It's the same thing. They don't have anything to in place to figure out or even ask you if you've been vaccinated or not. So I think this is the beginning of the floodgates uh, being open when it comes to masks going bye-bye in the state of Florida, I right. believe. I, I totally 1,000% agree. So I've been kind of waiting for uh, Morgan Wallen to start his reemergence. I, I don't know what the uh, the ban length is. I don't know how long you are put away when you drop an N-bomb on a ring door camera. But it seems that... that He's still not going to be welcome. Um, Morgan Wallen will be persona non grata at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards next month after being caught on video using the N-word. Wallen was caught using the racial slur on January 31st while talking to his friend on a TMZ. Uh, they posted the video of the exchange on February 2nd, and it has been made officially official. Morgan Wallen banned from the Billboard Music Awards. Wallen has been nominated for six Billboard Music Awards, top song sales artist, top country artist, top country male artist, top country album, and two separate, two separate nominations in the same category of top country songs. And and he can't get any. And he, of and them. he can't. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just find that, uh, man, that's something. 
Dick Clark Productions, which leads the production for the awards, explained why Wallen was nominated in so many categories. Uh, unique among award shows, Billboard Music Awards finalists are determined by performance on the Billboard charts and are not chosen by a voting committee or membership organization. What a weird, what a weird thing. That his music, it seems, has not really been affected at all. I mean, the, the radio station stopped playing it, and I'm sure that hurts his bottom line a smidge, but people are still streaming it like crazy, and it's still registered that high in the Billboard charts even after all of the things that happened. So is it is it just a safety play for the Billboard Awards to say we're not willing to have this guy, but we're also can't deny the fact that he is amongst the best in all of these different categories. And all because he got a very unfortunate moment caught on tape where he said the worst word that you could possibly say at the worst time. Is there, and I'm not saying this in, in legitimate, like looking for a legitimate answer per se, but is there a timeline on something like this? Is uh, there like, yeah. So well, it's obviously more than four months. Yeah, but I mean, is it four years down the road? He's still paying the penance for this. I don't know. Well, it's just interesting because a lot of times I feel when people are canceled, it affects their career. I don't know how much money this guy has lost out on. I mean, he he wasn't touring, so there's no tour dollars that are being missed. His his music has done nothing but get more popular. So when you think of cancellation, the only thing that's really been canceled is his appearances on radio and and these award shows that are willing to let him be there. But outside of that, there is no cancellation. The people have not canceled him. No, they still like his music. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that people who would listen to his type of music aren't going to be that upset over what he said. Um, I find that offensive, but at the same time, it doesn't change the music. If you loved Morgan Wallen, who he was already the most streamed artist in country, so how many people stop liking music based on what the artist said, no matter who that is? Right. I mean, R. Kelly's music still gets listened. We still listen to other artists that have done bad things. I just think people, for the most part, don't really care the moral fiber of the people who play the songs on the radio. Who's that dude, Phil Anselmo? Uh, was he in that, that band with uh, Dimebag Daryl? What was uh, the name of the band that they were in? Not Pantera? Uh, Pantera, that's it. Uh, he said some horrible racist things, and uh, and the fans of the music don't necessarily get down with what he said. They just like the music. Yeah, that's the thing. It's if you're singing a song about, you know, picking your girl up in your pickup truck and going out to the bonfire, like, what what do I care about your moral compass? Like, it's not, it's not somebody whose basis for his music is woke or or he's trying to preach a message. It's traditional modern day country yeah. that for the most part doesn't have tons of depth. So why should, should you be looking for the depth within the person who performs it? Great point. Florida governor Ron DeSantis says he plans to sign the controversial transgender sports bill that is on his desk. The governor confirmed his intentions during a town hall in Orlando hosted by Fox news, Laura Ingram. Um, the bill would ban transgender females from playing on high school girls and college women's sports teams. Supporters say it's about protecting the integrity of sports, but opponents argue that is discrimination. The House tucked the transgender athlete proposal into an education measure and sent the revamped bill to the Senate. The Senate signed off on the proposal 23 to 16 on Wednesday with one Republican, Gail Harrell of Stewart, crossing party lines to join Democrats in opposition to the bill under the measure on its way to governor Ron DeSantis, female students eligibility for sports teams would be based on their biological sex 
on the birth certificate issued at or near the time of the student's birth. So this is one of those symbolic things, and that's the reason I don't like it. I don't know how many times a transgendered athlete tries to compete in female sports, and I do believe there should be fairness there. I just think that this is one of those we want to make the statement that we don't accept nor do we understand transgendered rights. But I also think the fact that it's only one-sided shows me there's actual content and there's something behind it. If if they would have if they were really if it was really just a hate-filled uh you know declaration of we want people to know that we don't like transgenders, why are you only doing it in one area of sports? You're know. doing it in the area of sports where it's an issue, where you've got where you've got people that it's it's just unfair. I mean, the, when, biological females cannot compete, and and I just think that as that moves forward, you have to start. You know, one day maybe they reset the entire structure that we're no longer we no longer dabble in male female athletics. It, yeah. It's a new it's a new type of world. We're just not there yet, and I think you're going to see. I think there's a second or third state uh, that has done something like this. So the battle will be played out uh, yeah. long, long. Um, into the future. Uh, Major Biden's going to kill a cat. Pretty Uh-oh. much that's what's happening. So major news at the White House. Major Biden has made his return to 1600 uh, after training following two biting incidents. But he may soon have to adjust to another furry friend to prepare for a new cat at the White House. Major is receiving special training to see how he will do with the new resident at the White House. He's going to eat this cat. Oh, man. It's not going to be good for anybody. Why would you add it? I mean, no offense. I mean, they're the, you know, you can, you know, have pets. I support it. But at the same time, why bring in a cat when you already are having issues with your dog? What what are you doing where you just feel you need to add another furry little critter when you can't contain the ones you have? It's a bad idea. Yeah. The, the major is waiting in the wings, um, <laughs> just being prepared to be introduced to the new, uh, to the new cat friend. Mm. Uh, and lastly, quickly, $200,000 have been raised for the police officer who got suspended without pay for mocking LeBron James in a viral TikTok video. I have the audio of that uh, video mm-hmm. right here. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron, hey, you got to me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What? Nothing. I got to go. With the hashtag, humanize the badge has been suspended uh, without pay. Dummy. I mean, it's, 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 I think uh, it's one step, uh, it's one step too far. And we all know people with real jobs are held accountable and athletes like LeBron are not. So it's true. I'm all burnt up. Oh, thank you. Uh, Let's come back and talk about, well, let's expound upon what Steve Harvey said. We never really touched upon it this week. We brought up the story and then moved on. I want to go a deep dive into men, women, and friendships. Drew Grab Alive, hello. Hey, how you doing? This is Chapman here. What's up, dude? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi. Um, To expand on the uh, N-word 
the whole segment just now was kind of on political correctitude. And while I was listening to, to this whole section, I'm sitting at a light, and you're talking about the N-word and how it's ruined the guy's career potentially. We didn't say it ruined his career. I mean, the guy's got, he's got more number one nominations than he's ever had before. It's just from an industry perspective, they're preventing him from winning awards. Very right. Very valid point. I don't even know if they're preventing him from winning. He just can't go. Oh, oh, okay. So he's still nominated. If he wins, he wins. He just can't make an acceptance speech. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. The, The part that's odd to me that I want, here I am sitting at a light listening to my favorite show. Thank you. And right next to me, is a little white kid listening to urban radio where the N word is being shouted from the tree from the mountaintop. That's not and true. It's all totally cool. Well, that's not true. Actually, they don't play it in, on terrestrial radio. Uh, he's probably listening to satellite. <laughs> well, wherever it was being played, do you see my point? No, uh, the, the two are completely separate. Pardon me. I say the two are completely separate. You understand the word has different impact and context when it's being used in rap songs versus when a country music artist says it, not on a record, but in real life. You understand that those are different things. Or at least you should yeah, understand that. What do you yeah, think it do. Yeah. What do you think it means when they say he does not align with our core values? We will not be including him on the show in any capacity, performing, presenting, or accepting. So that just, I mean, to me, that means if he wins, yeah. they just not announce it even? Uh, they'll announce it, but they're just like, the winner's Morgan Wallen next, <laughs> you know. Man. Yeah. It is heartening and encouraging to hear that Morgan is taking steps in his anti-racist journey and starting to do some meaningful work. We plan to evaluate his progress and will consider his participation. When the Billboard Awards decides you're a good person, you can come back. True Gravel Live, hello, who are you? I find that voice offensive. Hi, this is Hello? Hi. Hi, this is Dakota. Hi, Dakota. Hey, I was just calling because uh, I wanted to touch up on that thing you were talking about with aliens and religion. Okay, yeah, hang on. We'll get to that next, as well as the Steve Harvey comments. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.